0: This is an Urbanarium City Talk. And this is Should I Stay or Should I Go? A show about Metro Vancouver's housing crisis. I'm Jenny Tan, just a regular person trying to make it in Metro Vancouver. On the podcast, I work out if I have stay living in my camping trailer or go somewhere else where I can afford to live. We acknowledge that Metro Vancouver is the unsurrendered traditional territory of many First Nations, including 10 local nations. The C, Kwantlen, Kukwutlam, Matsquee, Musqueam, Kakaish, Semiamu, Squamish, Tawassan, and tsleil The modern housing crisis has its roots in the colonization of Metro Vancouver and continues to displace Indigenous peoples. On today's show... I give the lowdown of what it's like to live in a trailer in one of the fanciest neighborhoods in Vancouver. You'll hear me and our editorial advisor, architect, Bruce Hayden. Bruce, it's so good to have you here.
1: It's awesome to be here, Jenny.
0: Welcome to my trailer home on the west side of Vancouver. Are you feeling cozy in my 192 square feet of space?
1: I love your 192 square feet of space, by the way. I'm very comfortable with small spaces. But tell me about what excites you about being here. I mean, you know, this is not, this is not housing that for you is a step down. This is housing you love, right? This, Why do you love it?
0: It's great. It's great in so many old ways, right? I mean, the big thing is like, it gives me a lot of mental freedom. In the form of financial freedom, it's way cheaper rent than I can get anywhere else in the city. And that means a lot. That means a lot in terms of being able to pay off all the things, like paying off student loans. It means I can help out with my family. Right. right? Those are so important. I just can't overstate the importance of that. It's so important to feel like you've got, like, it's. I have a bit of comfort. I have a bit of security. And I can go away for trips and not worry about paying the rent.
1: Okay. Let me, let me ask you just a couple of practical questions. I got more questions about that too. So when you say that paying the rent, are you renting the trailer or are you renting the space for the trailer?
0: So I'm renting the space for the trailer okay. and also the Wi-Fi and the utilities.
1: Got it. Okay. So you own the trailer? I own the trailer. How long have you owned the trailer? Four years. That's nice. And you've never regretted buying a trailer? No, never quite regretted buying
0: a trailer. It's not easy. Living a trailer is like, it takes a bit of work, Right. but I've never regretted
1: it. What's the worst thing about living in a trailer?
0: Worst thing about living in a trailer, how about I haven't had hot water in here for four years.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So,
0: but the great thing about that is I've actually started to become pretty good with cold water showers.
1: Oh, you interesting. Know, so you know. it's like, it's one of those kind of refreshing, it's like, it's this, what's the guy, Wim Hof, the guy... Yeah, who, yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: I totally watched a video of Wim Hof and I was like, I can do it! Here's my horse stance, okay, okay, deep breathing. Got okay.
1: It. All right. I'm not sure you're pitching everybody. Not everybody's going to want to move into the trailer based on that data. <laughs> um, but I want to go back to something really, really interesting. So, what what seemed to me that you were really excited about was the fact that, um, yeah, you love living here, but it's also that it lets you actually be. I'll use my language, you'd be a good citizen, right? You can pay off your student loans early. You can probably do more things like volunteer work. Is that all true?
0: Yeah, that's totally all true. And look, I don't want to oversell it. Like, I like my trailer. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Um. And also, look, I don't want to be here for the rest of my life, right? There are many issues. It would be nice to have hot water every right. now and then. But here's the thing. Like, it's so important for me to be able to let go of jobs that I didn't think were right and not worry about it. Not live paycheck to paycheck. That even feels like a luxury in Vancouver mm-hmm. to not live paycheck to paycheck and it
1: shouldn't be. And it's it is an advantage for you, but it's also it's an advantage for your family. And it sounds like it's an advantage for other people because we get to have you doing interesting things, right? I've been a
0: journalist for Vancouver Co-op Radio. Um, Right.
1: I can't imagine that's the highest paid job ever.
0: Folks at Co-op Radio are great, but it's not the most lucrative job ever. But there's some flexibility that comes from living in a small space with cheap rent.
1: And do you, I mean, it's kind of funky. It's a very cool trailer. Do you ever feel like people are going to look down on you because you live in a trailer?
0: You know, I I. I didn't expect it. Call me naive, but I actually didn't expect it. I just remember the very first time when after I moved into this trailer and I told my manager about it because I thought this was so cool and so exciting. And then she sort of dodged the topic and changed it really quickly and never talked about it again. And I thought, oh, okay, I need to be careful.
1: Right. Housing has a meaning, like it means status. If you own your own house, you've kind of made it. And if you own a single family house, you've kind of made it even more, right? So to some extent, you're choosing to do exactly the opposite. You're saying this is a house that fits you and allows you to do amazing things. Is that an accurate statement?
0: So it's important to my family, right, that we own a single family house, that we own land, and they want me to do the same thing. Right. Um, but... Also, my family is really excited about me living here because we're also very practical, frugal people. And being immigrants, it completely makes sense to us to live in a smaller space. You know, to not go after the nice apartment, $2,000 apartment in Kitzlano, and to just live in a small space, save money, pay our student loans, it totally makes sense to us. In the meantime, there's nothing wrong with living pretty close to the beach, living like pretty close to a park with a great view. And like I have my own space, which is a great thing. I, I cook in here. I work from here. And it's all my own space. I decorated it, it the way I went. I have a sweet projector screen in my bedroom so I can watch like pretty sweet movies. Do you have
1: a projector screen I, in your bedroom? I have a projector screen in my bedroom. Wow. That's the best thing. That's pretty impressive. I have a sweet setup. So basically, you, you actually don't ever need to leave the trailer.
0: I pretty much don't. Well, yeah. I, I like going for walks, you know? You know keep, right, right, Keep of active course, of and course. all those nice things. But no, aside from that, I don't. I could get my pizza in. I could watch my movie. I'm good.
1: We're sitting at a table. We could have four people here. Do you have people over for dinner and things like that? Yeah.
0: I've had board game nights in here. I've dinner parties in here. I work from here. So now we're chilling here and having a nice conversation, but I've, I had my entire computer set up here. I've pitched Dolce Gabbana, Dolce Gabbana from here because I used to work as a business development director for a marketing agency. I kind of laugh about this actually. So I was pitching this, you know, global fashion brand working away at my presentation from my
1: cold trailer. Got it. So let's talk a bit more about housing and how how this changes your perspective on the housing conversation. What is it about living here that's made you think more about housing in the whole region?
0: I think it's back to I think back to what my family you know, hopes mm-hmm. for us, me. So. My f- family, we moved here when I was a kid, when my brother was a kid, we moved here because my parents wanted yeah. a better life for me and my brother, and I think we mostly got there. We went to university and did the thing. We got a university education, we got good jobs. um but the last bit is the housing, right? because I can't afford to stay here. You know, if right. I moved the spot, I don't know if I would stay in Vancouver, and it's not just me, and it doesn't make sense to me that. We're in a place where if I wanted to live in a place where I don't have to take cold showers, I right. would be living paycheck to paycheck I'm like that. just blows my mind it doesn't make sense to me, and it's not just me, it's all these other people around me and i didn't I just don't want to leave quite yet.
1: I totally get that you said something really interesting, which is you talked about your cultural expectations in part based on on where you came from and your, where your family wants. And yet, let's say, for example, I'm, I'm gonna oversimplify it one in one level the cultural expectation that success in your family would look like all the kids having a single family home. Is that true? That's totally true. Yeah. So we're in a region which has mountains to the north, an American border to the south, great farmland that we don't want to lose to the east, and an ocean to the west. Ultimately there is gonna be a conflict between those cultural expectations and the fact that we just don't have a lot of land, right? How would you address that?
0: I think that cultures shift and evolve with time. And cultures adapt a certain way, right? Because of the circumstances we find themselves in. We find ourselves in. Um, If you look at Chinese culture, there is a great long tradition of multi generational you know, homes. Right. People living with each other, you know, hang out with your grandma and grandpa, yeah. and then they look after the grandkids, maybe hang out with your aunt and uncle. And oh. that has evolved because of a land that is so incredibly crowded. Right. And what that has given us is a rich culture, very communal. Mm-hmm. And certainly people have their arguments. But if you look at housing, even in different regions like we have houses that evolve to suit that sort of more communal living Mm -hmm. and I think that I don't want to underestimate right the fact that we all have these images of success in our life and they're incredibly important to us we put so much energy and devote so much of our identity to achieving this vision of success but visions of success change. So I think my question for myself, for the city, but also really deeply personally for myself is what are my values and how can I find ways to represent them? Yeah, i lived in this ecosystem all my life when my when everyone around me say, hey, you're gonna get a single family house, right? Like that." Well, right. they, they didn't quite say those words, about You're like, you know, right. why are you going to grow in your backyard? Are you going to put a fig tree in there? Are you going to put apple trees in there? Right, right. right? And That's the so, conversation. Got it. And I, I love figs, by the way. Totally figs. So, but here's the thing. like if Those are also my expectations. I have judged myself pretty harshly. Right. Or at least critically if about you know whether i want to be successful in life you know you want to be successful in life and we it gives us value it gives us the sense of self worth if we yeah. think that we are we are successful in life so it's pretty hard you know it's pretty hard for me it's pretty hard for you know the people living in this house my housemates who are sharing this house that i'm parked at we all want a single family home right let's be real like no one wants to live in a trailer for the rest of their life right right if i could buy a single family home tomorrow i would do it no okay. regrets, like hundred percent. Okay. Right? Let's be real, but I'm also a practical person. <laughs> right. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Like I don't. I, I ain't got two million dollars. I think it's just it's just like anything else in life. I just said balance my expectations in reality and find some happiness in between.
1: Right, which I totally got, and I think you know to me the undertone of this conversation is really that housing is it's a it's a practical issue and it's an emotional issue. Okay. So the conversation we've had so far is, you know, it's a conversation about choices. And you come from a historically not a wealthy family, but you certainly have had some choices. But what about people who have no housing choices or very limited housing choices? Because that there's a really difficult question and we don't have to solve it all right now. But what are your first thoughts on that?
0: I really reflect on the fact that my family luck into being able to own a single family home right. and how much stability that gives me. And I think about folks who don't have that in their family and how much harder it is. Look, Bruce, if I lost this trailer spot and I didn't want to pay $2,000 for an apartment in Kids mm-hmm. not that I could, really could, but... And I don't want to. I could always move back to my parents' place, right? I would never, ever, ever be needing to make the choice of do i live under the barard street bridge or do i try and move into crab park we're in such a wealthy society we've got food figured out for most of us not for everyone but by and large a lot of people have all the calories they need and more yeah. and we've got education by and large figured out not everyone gets all the education we need but we're, we're getting up there pretty pretty well but housing, how have we not figured this one out yet? And this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited for this podcast and so excited that you're on the editorial team, by the way, because it's, let's figure this one out. And then life would just be so much better for all of us. I think we owe something to the people around us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When someone in my life was going through a tough spot, I had an older friend said, say to me, you know, all of us, have failed this person right and i think about why you know why we're trying to create this podcast for me it's because i want to give hope to people you know hope to people like me maybe like your kids who are maybe hoping to live in vancouver or something or stay here or trying to have a better life and hope comes from knowledge i think what we're doing here is giving people knowledge and giving people hope. If we ain't got hope, what else have we got?
1: That is beautifully put. Thank you.
0: I think there's so much to dig into. There's also the question about, you know, speculation using our homes, like bank accounts around here. There's so many things in this housing situation to dig into you know shine a bright light through it and let's understand this thing and maybe we can do something about it and maybe you know all my friends all the people all my housemates living in this house everyone else wouldn't have to pack up their bags and leave Vancouver and I'm curious how other cities have solved it we're not the only city in a housing crisis but in some other cities like Vienna or Paris how is it that they can do it And we can't. Why is it that we're struggling so much? I don't want to oversell it. I don't promise that this is going to be the podcast to solve all the problems. But you know what? Let's give it a shot.
1: I think that's a fabulous vision to hold. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bruce.
0: Thanks for listening to our very first episode. That was me and Bruce Hayden, our editorial advisor and principal of the architectural firm Human Studio. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to hit subscribe so you know when we drop our next episode. And tell us what you think. Email us at citytalk@urbanarium.org. That's citytalk at I read every email.